Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? Welcome back. Happy 2023. Welcome back to Nina's Got Good News. I'm so excited to start the new year off with you guys. So happy new year to everyone. Thank you, as always, for showing up and supporting positive content in the audio space. Who knew that when we started this podcast back in 2018, that we would need all the good news like we need it now. So good news is so needed right now, and we appreciate all your support. We are so grateful for you guys. So welcome back and hope you guys are kicking off the new year in a positive way. It's January of 2023. We've had so much going on in our house. Hope you guys have had a good start to your new year. We over here are counting our blessings in a big way. My mother recently got sick again down in Florida. She had a big health scare, but she is now recovering and getting better down in Florida. So that is good news. And we are all really counting our blessings that she is doing okay. God is good and listen to the prayers. Thank you for all of your prayers and all your love and support. Other than that, here at our house, we are knee deep in hockey season with both our kids very busy playing travel hockey, both lots of travel for their hockey teams. And that's a lot of fun and keeping us busy this winter because it's really cold here in Connecticut. So as we all try to keep health at the forefront of our minds in the new year, let's talk about one of our favorite wellness brands. Today's podcast, episode 103, is sponsored by Mary Roos Organics. Mary Roos Organics is the only brand of vitamins and supplements that we use in our house. I take them every day, and so do our kids, Charlie and Blaine. Mary Ruth herself is such an important and trusted resource when it comes to health and wellness, and that is one of the reasons why I love and support this brand. Today's podcast is brought to you by Mary Ruth Organics, and if you go to their website, maryruthorganics.com, again, maryruthorganics.com, and use the promo code GOODNEWS, you will save 15% off your order at checkout. And that is good news. Saving money right now in 2023 is good news. So go check them out. Okay, so on to today's episode. Let's talk about our age. As you all might remember, because we've been talking about it a lot, I recently turned 50, and I'm really on a mission to help normalize conversations about our age, and I really want all of us to embrace aging. And for women, of course, as we age, we get to tackle some complicated topics that are health-related, like menopause. That's right, I said it, the dreaded M-word, menopause. There are a group of women now out there who are trying to use their platforms and use their voices to break through a deafening silence around the topic of menopause. So let's talk about all of it today. We're going to end that stigma right here. My guest is Tamson Fadal. Tamson is a primetime, primetime TV news anchor at WPIX in New York City. She's won 13 Emmys. That's right. That's a lot of Emmys. As a journalist, she is an author of several books. She also hosts her own podcast. We love talking to other podcasters. Her podcast is called Coming Up Next with Tamson Fadal, and she is working on an upcoming documentary all about embracing our age, including the menopause stage of life. Tamson is always committed to making a difference in the lives of other women, and we truly applaud her for that. You guys are going to love her. 
and you must follow her on social media. I love all of her posts. She shows all of us that getting older is actually such a good thing. We only get better with age. That's what she says. And I agree. Here it is, podcast number 103. Here is my recent conversation with Tamson Fadal from New York. And Tamson is joining me now. How are you, Tamson? Where are you today? Are you in New York? I'm in New York. I'm at home uh, before I go into work. And it is, I don't know, cloudy and, and wintry. Yeah, here. sounds That's like good. January, right? <laughs> sounds like January. Well, Happy New Year. It's so oh, good to see you God. and talk to you. Um, everyone, if they're not already, needs to be following Tamson on oh. all of her social. And um, we're going to talk about your podcast too. Welcome. I love talking to other podcasters. Yeah, It's such an amazing community. And I do feel like you know, the more we can help each other, the better off we're all going to be. Um, but first and foremost, Tamson, as we are now in 2023, like what's on your mind? What's going through your, like we're in January. Are you a new year's resolution gal? Are you doing more like picking a word for the year? Um, for me, I just started a list of what I want more of in 2023 and what I want less of in 2023, because I'm not a resolutions person, but what's working for you? What's on your mind right now? Um, I don't know if I'm resolutions. I'm like, I was I was saying earlier, uh, it, well, in December, I was saying it was kind of like life resolutions, but it's funny. I I usually am all about books. Like I always want like a journal or a book or something of the year. And every year I try to pick this like perfect book, the perfect book. And this year I accidentally ordered this one, which I thought was a normal size book. And it's like this little bitty book, if you can see. And I'm like, it's so cute. You can put it in your pocket. Right. And so anyway, what I did with my book was I'll just show it to you is I put together what I wanted to do for the year. It was just a paragraph like this year, this is what I want. Start being in the moment, leave behind limit fear. Remember, I'm never going to be younger than I am today, stop making decisions based on other people. And so I just put together kind of my mission statement of the year, if you'll have, if you, if you will. And so that's what I've been carrying around with me. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. So I love I that. And it's like a work in progress, right? You can yeah, add to it's it. Little. It's little. I, yeah. don't feel like, I feel like if I put a page together, I'm like, okay, that's enough on that page. And so it feels really good. Like I have it with me. I'm, I'm trying to like sort of embrace this less is more concept and it's funny because I was in my closet and I did a video saying that and somebody goes, you have all these clothes. And I said, well, first of all, if I wasn't working on TV every day, I would not have a thousand dresses of, you know, all that look like an Easter egg basket. But beside that, I'm talking about less is more in terms of things that I don't use, you know? So if I'm using it, that's fine. If I'm not using it, I'm like, it's because I feel like it gives me a little more clarity. So less is more in organization are two of the big missions of my year. Oh, I like those. Those are really good. Very helpful. I might, I might be uh, stealing some of those. I like that. So tell us a little bit about your best advice for other women who are aging when it comes to aging, what is sort of your, what is sort of your overall take? Um, you know, I'm all about embracing aging right now and this age yeah. positive, um, content that we're trying to put out. I feel like we're kind of on the same page with that. Um, and I feel like all of us, like our voices are getting louder and louder, but tell us your advice for other women when it comes to aging. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I think that this is not something if you're, if you're 40 and you're dreading 50, don't, I think that, you know, um, try to carve out these moments for yourself every day. I feel like really look ahead to the next day and see what's important. I think that our time is really, really the most valuable thing we have right now. And if you don't acknowledge that you need to. So I try to do that. I try to cut out certain things that, you know, are not necessary, or I try to just make sure that everything I'm doing is working toward my end goal, which is 
is, you know, helping women thrive in midlife and also giving myself, you know, a beat so I can enjoy where I am too and what I've, what I've worked toward. So I think that those are, um, those are some of the things that I'm working on. And I, and I feel like I, I hear from a lot of women that say, you know, like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I feel like I'm stuck. And I, I think that we feel like we're stuck because we haven't had time to be able to think. And so I think that this is as good a time as any to do that. I think it's hard to know what it is you want and, and, and get unstuck when you're on this grind all day long. So I think you've got to figure out a way to do the important things and everything else has to be, you know, everything can't have equal value in a day. It just can't. And so it's not easy to make that decision, but I think it's super necessary. Yeah. I think that's so important too. It's almost like you got to pick your top three for the day and yes. and get, and hope, hope that you get those done. <laughs> yes. um, okay. Well, tell us how did 50 feel for you? Because, um, you know, I just turned 50 and for me, I fully embraced it, but a lot of my friends were sort of scared of it. Some of them were crying some of them were hiding under the covers, but oh, tell us no. how did 50 uh, feel for you? Pandemic, so I did it all. I did it very privately because <laughs> I was, I was bummed because at 50, I had a little small dinner party, which probably was the best thing. Now, if I look at it, it probably was like the special way to do it, but I had a little small dinner party. We were supposed to go away. We couldn't do that. We were literally in the middle of the pandemic, but when I go back and look at it, they were my very, very closest friends. And uh, we were, you know, as our, it was a pod, basically our little pod that were the, were the only ones that were around each other. And, um, it was great. You know, it was really great. And I, I didn't really, I, I think I had been planning so long you know, when I was 49, I'm like, okay, I got to practice what it seems like. I'm almost 50. I'm 50 in two months. I'm going to be 50. You know? And so when I turned 50, I'm like, Mm, nothing changed when I woke up this morning. My face didn't like, you know, I didn't age all of a sudden, you know, people didn't stop talking to me out of the street and lose my job instantly. So like, what are your five fears? And they're not going to come true. You know, those five fears are not going to happen. And, uh, and I think that that's what I did. So I, I really, I was fine with it and I enjoyed it. You know, uh, aging in the media is not necessarily, um, something you want to put on your resume. <laughs> I'm 52 and can't wait for my next job. However, I think the landscape has certainly changed since I got into the business, since you, you know, were in the business. And so I embrace the fact that, um, that there's more inclusivity when it comes to different ages, sitting there on an anchor desk, out in the field, reporting, producing the news, heading up newsrooms, heading up television stations and or newspaper and or magazine or whatever have you, um, media. Yeah, well, that's because you make it look so good, Tamsin, I have to say. No. So kudos <laughs> to you. So speaking of that, tell us like, you know, it's so important, right, for all of us to be taking care of ourselves. So give us a little snapshot into Tamsin's wellness routine, your fitness routine. Give us sort of the, the snapshot of that because I think it's super helpful for people because I know yeah. that's one of the things you talk about a lot on your social is how important it is to take care of ourselves as we age, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only thing that gets me through because my hours are still long hours right now. And um, so I, you know, I always get my workout out of the way as best I can in the morning. It's super, super important to me. And so um, I think I already did that this morning. I get up at eight 30, even though I don't get home until late. Cause I do the evening news uh, right now, but I don't get home till late. So I make sure I'm up most of the time at eight o'clock in the morning and um, my workout from eight 30 to nine 30, nine 30 to 10 30 at the latest. And then I'm done for the day. So that's important to me. Even if it's just walking on the treadmill or walking outside for 20 minutes, I consider that a workout too. I don't consider like, 
if I didn't kill myself at the gym with weights and yoga and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's useless. I don't think like that anymore. I used to, um, yoga is a huge part of my routine and weight training is a huge part cardio. Not so much. Mostly that's the walking or walking like uphill on a treadmill. And then, um, I'm big into intermittent fasting. That's been really useful to me. So I'm not eating constantly, but I have that window and routine is really important to me. So intermittent fasting and workout fit into a routine. And then, you know, I'm not perfect. Like I love French fries and I love pizza and that's just the way it is. Um, sugar, I don't care about as much. I'd rather have good bread with olive oil. <laughs> so I allow myself to do that on the weekends. I try to stay as clean as I can during the weekday. So at least that I feel like, I mean, you know, five out of seven is not bad. And, um, I'm a caffeine addict, but I've realized that drinking doesn't make me feel great anymore. Like I, I like a, a great glass of champagne and some wine, but I don't, uh, it doesn't make me feel good the next day. And whether that's in the form of hot flashes or the sugar in my body. So I've tried to eliminate that a little bit too. And um, it seemed to help. And then I started um, hormone therapy about a little over, I think it's like a year and a half ago, like April of the year before. So yeah, it'll come up on two years. And that's been a huge difference for me with my menopause symptoms as well. Yeah. Let's talk about the M word, Tamsin. Let's talk about the M word. Why is everyone so scared to talk about menopause? Please tell me. I'm in perimenopause just for full transparency. I'm in perimenopause. Um, I know, but so I'm getting ready. So Tamsin, you can hold my hand, Um, but tell us why are we all so scared still in this day and age in 2023? Why is everyone so uncomfortable having conversations about menopause, please help us. Well, I think it, um, completely defines where you are in life, right? We've made it be such a, a, uh, we've, we've laughed about it for so long, right. As a society. And we've made it be like, you know, the old lady with hot flashes that can't remember anything where she put her keys and, um, gained weight and got fat. So that's really kind of how we have defined, you know, if you go out to Times Square and you ask 20 people, they're going to tell you like, oh, no sex, you know, belly fat in the middle and hot flashes all the time. Ha, 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 ha. But, and so I think that that's why one, um, that's why we, that's why, how we think about it. But two, I think we're afraid to talk about it because who the hell wants that? Like who wants to, who wants that to be the image that people have of them? I was actually talking to a friend last night and I said, yeah. I'm working on this documentary about menopause. And he goes, Oh, I guess there are probably no men in that. And I go, yeah, I said, there are going to be men in that. And he goes, really? What man wants to hear about that? And I said, well, I guess all the ones that might live with a woman that's going through it or have a mother or a sister or a, you know, whatever, a coworker. And so, you know, there, it's going to take a long time to mount that um, stigma, that work taboo, which I hate that it's a taboo, but it, you know, it unfortunately is. Um, but it's going to take a long time, I think, to take that back because it's taken a long time to, to get us there. And I, you know, I don't think that it's, it's, um, a time that any women have felt like until recently, it's a time to thrive. They usually are like, I just got to get through it. Just got to get through it. But I think that we are seeing everywhere we look that this is a time that women are able to not just survive, but thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're definitely doing that. So is your, is your, so when you're, you know, when you're going through it, I know you had a, 
a crazy story of you in the newsroom when it happened to you and you realized you were going through menopause, but do you think it's important because you didn't know you were going like when that happened and you, you fainted and you were in the bathroom at work. Do you think if we got like, should we talk to our doctors when we're 40 or 45? Like how that way, then we're going to know this isn't a heart attack, right? Which is what I know your, some of your colleagues thought you were having. This is normal. You're going through, you're having menopausal symptoms and you are in menopause. So is it important? Like if someone's listening and they're 40 or 45, should they start to have these conversations earlier with their doctors so that they're ready for it and they know what to look for? Oh, I feel like if they're, if they're ready, then maybe they're not as scared or as uncomfortable about talking about it. I don't know. Well, I, I think that, you know, I think two things, I think that we have a responsibility to ourselves, right. To, to have that information, but two doctors, a lot of them are not going to bring that up. That is not going to, they're not going to pre hopefully they will. And some doctors may, but, you know, overall, the majority of them are going to wait till you come to them with symptoms. And, you know, what happened with me is they said, you're, you're depressed. And so I was put on Lexapro. And so it wasn't that I was depressed. It was that I was in perimenopause at the time when I was going through some of these, I said, I can't, I'm looking at the prompter, but I can't remember the word. And maybe it's, you know, is it um, dementia or what am I going through? It was brain fog. It was like, I had no more estrogen in my body and my, my body was depleted of, of something that I'd had since I was, you know, 11 years old. And, um, and so I think that it's our responsibility to know the questions and the symptoms and things to ask, because if we're relying on somebody else to do it, doctors to do it, or the medical community to do it, they're not up to par to do that. Not all of them. And so we put ourselves at a disadvantage. So I think it's important that we do our own research too, but know what the symptoms are. There's 34 plus symptoms. Some people say there's 84 plus symptoms. You know, there's, there's symptoms, there's um, things that you can look at starting now with your diet and your lifestyle that can help you go into this next stage prepared and armed and ready for it. And then I think it's, it's our responsibility to also find a doctor that we're comfortable with, not that one that we have to sell on what's going on with us. Like, I'm, you know, please check and make sure this is it. And can you help me with this? If you don't feel comfortable with a doctor, there are telemedicine doctors, there are incredible organizations right now, like Alloy and, um, and Evernow and, and Kindra and companies that are providing doctors online. And if, and if you want to go to a doctor in person, the, the North American, um, menopause society that will help you find a doctor in your area that is equipped to <laughs> ask you the questions that you need to, to be able to not make you feel like you're going crazy. And that's, what's really important. I think in this stage that you feel heard and listened to and have agency and, um, and know that you're not alone. Yeah. That's so important, right. To, to yeah. feel, so you don't feel isolated and no, alone. You, don't this, right? wrong with you. Yeah. Right. I know that's, that's it's so, it's so important. So to give us a, a few tips. What are the things that have helped you the most get through the menopause? Like, you know, how did you survive hot flashes, for instance, like give us some things that, you know, were helpful to you that like you would tell your sister, if you had yeah. a sister, I don't I know. Do you have a sister? I don't. I have a brother. Oh. Who, you know, okay. Well, you can tell your brother. My little nephew is keeps listening to it. He's 11. He's on Instagram. And he's, he said to his mother, like, what is, what is Aunt Hamzik talking about this menopause? And she said, well, she goes, it's, you know, it's when a woman's body changes and, and it says she goes through the whole thing. And then, um, I was there last time and she said, well, you wouldn't believe your nephew. He's 11. And I said, what? And she said, I was in the kitchen. I was like burning up hot. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so hot. I don't know why I'm so hot. And my little nephew goes, 
menopause is coming to town. Man. And so I said, well, at least he knows. And so, totally. like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. But, uh, you know, I, I think there were a couple of things that helped me get through. I, um, I have a neck fan that looks kind of like my headset. It's like, okay like this, but it's like these two sides have a fan on it. And I wear that all the time. So this thing is awesome because it just sits right there and it looks like they're headphones, but it's a neck fan that like helps me. Um, I that helps have, with the hot flashes. Okay. Yeah, it helps when I get overheated because sometimes okay. I'm it runs hot all the time. Yeah. Hot flash or it just runs hot all the time. Um, I wear, I feel like, I feel like you're wearing a tank top. So like, is it layers important? Yeah, always like, layers. Yeah. Always layers. Like I don't even have a jacket to go for me right now, but I'm always in yeah. layers. Okay. I do that even in the dead of winter, because I just, once I get hot, I can't get my clothes off fast enough, you know, and then that makes you frantic and get hotter. Um, and any woman that's going through that knows that no, you know, night sweats are a big thing too. So I sleep, I no longer sleep with a weighted blanket. Um, I do sleep with my sheets and sometimes a comforter, but, um, I do try to go to bed at the same time every night and wind down in a good way, because if not, I mean, sleep has really been a priority for me in these years. Um, I, uh, have really changed up my routine in terms of, of eating and what I, what I take in, I do intermittent fasting. That's been a huge thing for me. And, um, and then what I eat in a given day, like I start with this smoothie and in the smoothie has a maca powder in it that is helpful with hot flashes, vitamin, um, vitamin D is in it. And, uh, then I have some of the other like greens that are really important so I can cut down on inflammation. And so I can try to fight the belly fat. So mm -hmm. that's big one for me. Cause that's been, yeah. it's an ongoing problem. Right. Okay. Well, those are super helpful. I, I think we should all be running out for that neck fan and <laughs> yeah, know, no, that weighted blanket sounds really hot. So, oh my yeah. God. I was like, yeah, that did used to let me sleep a long time ago, but not anymore. So yeah. No how more. have you, how have you managed to stay so positive throughout all of this throughout, you know, turning 50 and then going through menopause mm -hmm. and how have you been able to stay so positive and also like so beautifully confident the way you are? Oh, you're sweet. Um, I don't know that I always have been. I, I think that it's come through um, taking some quiet time, listening to my own advice, you know, uh, trying not to compare myself to other people and realizing that like, this is, this is where I am. There's just, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. And so now I need to make it the best that I can be uh, best, the best that it can be. And, and I think that, um, having little successes every day has been important for me. So I try to appreciate the things that I used to just brush by. I'd be like, Oh yeah, got that accomplished. Okay. What's next. And now I think, Oh, wow. I feel, you know, we get, we'll get off of this and I'll be like, this is a really great conversation. I really enjoyed that. And that would, that feels successful to me. So I feel like I try to appreciate those little moments and, you know, coming from news that it was like, you know, you know, every day, the day, the slate is wiped clean and it's, you know, what can you do for me today? And so I feel like I'm trying not to live like that all the time uh, in my, in my real life. And I'm trying to appreciate that. And that's been really helpful for me and feeling good about myself and staying positive. Yeah. That's so important. I feel like mindset is like 99% of it, right? 100%. So let's talk about some challenges you've had to Tamsin, because it's not all, you know, rainbows and unicorns throughout no. life and menopause and all these things, but I know you had a very public divorce with your first husband. So mm -hmm. how did you get over that? That was a big challenge for you, but you handled it. You know, you got through it and you also managed to find love again with your now husband, which is, I love hearing those, you know, beautiful yeah. love stories. So how did you get over that very public divorce? And then how did you manage to find love again? Because that doesn't always happen. 
No, if, if, if I had known he was coming, it probably would have been easier to get over the divorce, but I didn't know. Um, you know, I don't, you know, everyone sees like this side of it, but not, you know, the day to day to day where I would come back to an empty apartment because it was, I had no furniture or because I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt or because every day I felt like it was a hustle to try to, you know, uh, age, be afraid of being alone, not knowing what was going on next. Um, I, I think it was really one day at a time. I, I wrote in my book, um, and, and I, I look back at the book sometimes and I think, gosh, I wish, I wish I knew what I know now back then when I was writing, but I, I just didn't have that luxury. But, um, I, I think to myself that, um, I needed, I needed to do one day at a time. I literally wrote lists every day. And I wrote about this in the book. Like I would write, wake up, walk the dog, eat breakfast, go work out go to work at two 30, you know, whatever it was, like I had to literally go through a routine of a day in an organized way in order to get through some of those early years. Um, because I was in a relationship that was, uh, um, un- very unhealthy for me. And, um, and I didn't understand how unhealthy it was until, you know, you look back, it's hindsight, you know, I, I didn't know. Um, and I didn't know that I was, a shell of who I was supposed to be and who I had been before the relationship. And so I appreciate that every moment. Um, but the divorce took a, took a real hit on my confidence and, and took a real hit on my ability to trust in my, um, fear of the future and my, and it, that was all happening probably, you know, right before perimenopause hit well into perimenopause. And it, you know, it, it made me do a lot of things. Like I think if my husband now I had met you know, 15 years ago, I might have children, you know, I mean, there might've been a lot of things that have changed that had been different. And so that makes me sad um, some days, but I, I think that I am, couldn't be more blessed with who I'm with. I, somebody that makes me laugh all the time, like, and um, is willing to try new experiences and I know who I am now. So I don't, I didn't go into it blind, like by what I want or trying to change somebody. And, I don't know. I've, I've learned and I've actually grown to love him. You know, my, my father said this at my first wedding, it didn't happen to be the case, but it was a quote that I always remembered. May this be the day you love each other the least. And I feel like that that's just really kind of how this has gone. And, uh, you know, this past weekend we went to a yoga class and he's not, he's not do yoga, but I said, we should do, we need a couple's activities. Like I'm not that person that would ever say something so stupid. And so Anyway, so we go to this yoga class. He he not do yoga. He can barely get down on the floor. And so I look over at him and it's a restorative yoga, which I'd never been to before. And they have like blankets and pillows. And there's like a pregnant woman on one side of me and my husband on the other side of me. And he has like five pillows all over him. He looks like he's in a, a bed at the four seasons, not in a yoga class. And, um, I said, what are you, what are you doing? Like I'm whispering and I'm laughing because I'm looking at him like, you look ridiculous. You can't have all those pillows. You got to get down on the ground. He was like, I'm comfortable. And so, you know, the yoga instructor's like, oh, he's fine. Everybody at their own pace. And I'm like, he's not stretching. Like this is not yoga. And, uh, but you know, like we can laugh together. It was just a two, like, I was like, I'm like, what is going on here? But it was just- Oh my God, I wish you had filmed this. It would have been amazing. It would have been so great. I mean, when I looked at him- He's so cute. Yeah, you guys are adorable. It was just- Oh, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is so unmanly. Like you have to get off those pillows. He was all tucked into his yoga mat, you know, ready to go. But anyway, I say all that to say that, you know, had I known that 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't have had such difficult days, but uh, I'm sure glad where I am today. I, I really am. And I, and I think that there's hope for everybody, but I think you have to really know who you are first, or at least have an idea. I think you have to get rid of that list of all your do's and don'ts of somebody because- yeah. 
know that he would have been on my list 10 years ago. And, um, and I really think that you have to um, be okay being alone first before mm-hmm. you add somebody to your life. Yeah. That's so important, right? Love yourself yeah. first. It's so 100%. important. So Tamson, tell us a little bit about um, what's going on in 2023 for you. You said you're working on a documentary. So tell us a little bit about that. And then yeah. also tell us more about your podcast. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So I'm working on a documentary called It's Not Me, It's Menopause. And, um, you know, it's talking about women's stories, but it's also talking about what we have to do moving forward and what kind of change that we need and where we've been and where we're going. And and um, and I really wanted to highlight some of these stories so that they, people understand that there are women that go into menopause in their thirties, whether it's surgically, or they don't go in until they're 55 or they go in and they breeze right through it, or they go in and they're like so many of us where they don't know what to expect. So, you know, we want this to provide answers to people, but we also wanted to provide questions to everybody of what we need as a society to help women in this stage, in the workplace, outside of the workplace at home. So that's um, what the documentary is. And then with regard to my podcast, which which is really the the thing that showed me I'd like to do a documentary about it. Um, I titled it coming up next because, you know, I'm always talking about, you know, your next stage of life. And I feel like I'm in my next right now. And I like to interview people that are also in their next or providing advice to those people. So it's midlife menopause and finding meaning. Right. And also coming up next is probably like the phrase you say, you say the most, yeah. On television every night, teasing everybody with coming up next. Every day. Every yeah, day, every day. Like, wait, is my podcast on tonight? Yeah, I know. That's so good. Well, how is it going? Are you loving the podcast? Because it's so different, obviously, from what, you know, what I used to do in TV news and what you do still in TV news. It's so different. Yeah. It's nice to have the longer form. I would imagine for you, it's so nice to be able to tell longer stories because we yeah. both love telling stories. And not give a crap whether or not I have makeup on. I like that. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know you could do it in your pajamas. I like that too. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's I, good. I you can be you. Good. You can be the real you, which is yeah. so wonderful. Really yeah, refreshing? yeah. I really enjoy it. I mean, you understand because you couldn't have done this, you know, sitting, you know, being in a, in a, in a behind an anchor desk or being out in the field or producing a show. And so I, I think that. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I came from radio, you know, so it's like old school to me. Like it's, it's what I remember. It's what I loved. Radio is the reason I got into television. You know, I, I didn't do it the other way. So I really loved radio. I really loved storytelling. I really loved uh, being able to talk to people longer, you know, and smarter mm-hmm. and really pull something out of them instead of have to try to uh, put their whole life together in, in one minute. So uh, yeah, I really, I really do enjoy it. I, I, really I know it's, and it's I enjoy great. It. I love listening. Yeah. And you get great guests, Tamson. You've been getting some great guests. So I love Thank listening you. to you too. So everyone needs to listen to, to you and follow you, but Tamson well, before the but, news all the time for people. Yes, I know. So since we like to focus on good news before I yeah. let you go, Tell us, Tamson, what is your favorite thing about getting older? What is your favorite thing about aging? I really like getting to say, I don't give a crap. I mean, I really like that. And I I don't know why, but I think there's some freedom that comes along with it that I haven't had in a long time. So that's, it's really important for me to get to uh, have a little bit of freedom in my decision-making. That's, I I think, really what it is. Yeah, it's so nice, right? There's something so refreshing and inspiring about that. Yes. And liberating. Yes. I really love it. I really, yeah, I know. Good for you. Well, it shows you you're doing such a great job with everything you're doing. 
Um, tell us where we can follow you, Tamsin, because I want everyone to follow you on all your social media, on your podcasts, on your website. Sure. So tell us where to follow you. Absolutely. I'm um, at Tamsin Fidel is kind of everywhere. Um, my podcast is coming up next with Tamsin Fidel and I'm, I have a YouTube channel too. So uh, any, any or all of them, we try to put, you know, I, I try to make sure that there's like different advice on each thing or different kind of moments on each thing, because I think there's different audiences everywhere. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about midlife and, and um, finding meaning. And I think that that's what we're all looking for. Aren't we, aren't we all trying to figure out why we're here and yes. try to have, you know, make the best of it. Absolutely. I love that. Well, happy 2023. Please oh, keep you. us posted also on the documentary. So I we will. can follow along on that too. Because that sounds really excellent. I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear more about that. So, Thank you so thanks much. again for being here, Tamson, and sharing all the good news about getting older, embracing our age, and you do it so beautifully and so positively. So thank you so much, Tamson. Love thank talking you. to you. You too. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also rate and review all her podcasts too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXO.